My name is Jamie Atkinson, founder of podcastclosing.com, and this show is built for six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts who are looking to grow and scale their customer acquisition using that show. If you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast and you want to get featured on this show to talk about your own podcast journey, go to top100interview.com. Now over to your glamorous host, Brittany Chaterbock, and don't forget to subscribe for daily interview content. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. It's Britt here today. We have a super exciting guest coming on. The guest I'm bringing on, Michelle Nedelik. She is a business and marketing automation strategist, author, speaker, and host of the Business Ownership Podcast, as well as a few others. I'll let her get into it. But Michelle has over 20 years of experience in executive coaching, you guys. Um, So she's got a lot of experience and a lot to talk about. And I'm just going to go ahead, welcome Michelle onto the show and let her fill in the gaps. How's it going, Michelle? It's going awesomely. Thank you. And thanks for having me here. I'm super excited about it. Absolutely. It's a a pleasure having you on today. And I mean, I know my intro was brief and whatnot, but you know what, I want to leave enough time for you to really dive in and fill in those gaps as to, you know, a little bit of your story and background and how you got to where you are today. And um, we can take it from there. Absolutely. So uh, (laughs) if we start way back there, well, I was 23 when I first started my businesses and I started not one, but three of them in the Northwest Territories in Inuvik. I started a bed and breakfast, a tanning salon, an electronics store. I don't recommend doing that at all. And I certainly don't recommend moving somewhere like Northwest Territories <laughs> to be with somebody else. Um, however, I did learn a ton about business. And in about 2003, um, my new partner and I, we started a business called Awareness Strategies. And at that time, we were teaching people the laws of success and how we think about success and how the things we think about and focus on how that whole process makes our reality. And I was working with a lot of executives and especially franchise owners, because I found that people that were at a C-suite level and then got a buyout or something like that, bought a franchise, wanted it to be, you know, seamlessly run. It was going to be awesome. It was going to be just like being the C-level at their business. And it turned out that it wasn't. And a lot of it turned out to be mindset, which is how I ended up writing the book on the business ownership mindset. And allowing people to see what the difference is between the different stages of growth from consumerism to employeeism to starting your own company to being an entrepreneur and how if you're living by the same rules of the game you're going to fail because the rules of entrepreneurship are almost opposite of what they are as an employee so uh, that was a lot of fun and in about 2016 15 somewhere in there <laughs> we realized we needed to go online And the rules of digital marketing are also completely different than the rules of traditional marketing. So when you go into a networking event or something like that, you can say, hey, I help people garner success in their business. And people go, hey, I want success in my business. It sounds awesome. Whereas if you put that message out on digital marketing, it lands flat on its face. Nobody responds. (laughs) Nobody cares. That's not what they're looking for when it comes to solving their problems. So we had to figure out what we were going to pivot to. And I was looking at things like how to speak from stage, how to have confidence, how to run a business. And we were just playing with the ideas. And I was in a lot of masterminds with other people trying to figure this whole online thing out. Cause by then we figured, ah, it's probably here to stay. <laughs> so we, we, we delved into that and we realized that a lot of people were 
really good at what they did, but they really had a hard time struggling with the tech. And I happened to be in an awesome position where my partner in business and pleasure, as we like to say, he has over 40 years of tech experience. He's uh, worked with big companies like Halbert and IBM, helped them build out business software structures to help run their businesses, you know, million dollar budgets, hundred people kind of thing, taking three years, all that fun stuff. And I said, why don't we help these people do their tech for them? Because clearly we need the help in that area. And just, you know, understanding the difference between somebody's software marketing package and what it actually delivers is a conundrum in itself that people are like, I don't get it. Like they said it did this, why doesn't it do that? And, and he can read through those things and he can teach techs how to run through those things. So that's what we decided to do. And we've pivoted into this done for you tech. And we love working with serial entrepreneurs that are in a habit of making million dollar businesses to just follow them and do their tech for them so that they're in a position to go, hey, I need this, get it done. We get it done and they can move on and do the next thing and the next thing. And it just helps them to move at a faster and faster pace. So that's where we are today. Amazing. Well, I love what you're doing. And it's incredible that you have a partner with all that experience as well. Uh, you know, <laughs> perfect. It works out perfect. <laughs> it really so, does. And it's a lot of fun. So I clearly am the, you know, the fun part of the company as I like to say. <laughs> He's a lot of fun. You too. are a lot of fun uh, and it's enjoyable. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah I, this is amazing. I wanted to start getting out and talking to people, business owners especially, and I found that podcasting was a really fun way to be able to invite people on the show and to highlight their business and to be able to have conversations with them and find out who they are really. And a lot of them, it's like, wow, I would never work for you. That is, I'm so glad I know that. <laughs> you get to see a different side of people. And then some people you're like, oh, just want to hug you. You're awesome. What do we do together? Like, I don't care what it is. We've got to do something. And that's what I really loved about podcasting and, and it's just become just a part of my everyday life so that I can be in Sydney, Australia, one minute in London, the next Winnipeg, the next Calgary, the next It's awesome to meet fabulous people and to be able to connect. So that was one of the reasons that I did it. And I've just kind of had these little birthing ideas. So now I have five podcasts and they're all super. Tell fun. us about the five different podcasts. Awesome. So we have the business ownership podcast, which is tools and tricks for entrepreneurs of all stages in their business to be able to either help them jump onto the bandwagon and understand that they have a community at <laughs> safe place to land, so to speak, all the way up through people that want to exit. And they're looking at how do they become sellable to enterprise like the Googles and the Facebooks and things like that. Like how do you create a multi-million dollar business that they want to buy and everywhere in between. So that one's a ton of fun. Get to meet some amazing people there. I decided to start a special series called Seven to Eight, where I interview people that have built seven and eight figure businesses. And we break down what it took for them to be able to create that, to sort of demystify this million dollar milestone, which a right. lot of people are searching for, like it's the you know, the golden arc. And <laughs> we want to say, hey, it's not that hard to find and, and you can do it too. So that was a lot of fun. And then my SAS came out and I decided to run, and I'm just going to warn you, mute the next five seconds if you're with your kids. 
uh, a <laughs> show called The Little Blue Pill for Business. It's all about getting it up and keeping it up. And of course, we're talking about revenue and profit. But I interview some of the hottest people in the business that are blowing and going, and we want to help you get on and get on some action. So if you like a little tongue in cheek and not just physically, this podcast is for you. It is a rated show. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love it. How did you come up with that? That is fabulous. I, let me say that. That is fabulous. How did you even come up with like that? Uh, like. Yeah, tell I love everything. Great. Yeah. <laughs> it was hilarious. Well, during my, our pivot period, I was trying to figure out like what is uniquely me. And what is uniquely me is that my mind is in the gutter 24/7. <laughs> and I'm We're alike then. It. We're very alike. <laughs> <laughs> so, when uh I was standing in line at a lunch thing and uh my my coach is in front of me and he's wearing a blue shirt and I'm like looking at it and going it's blue, it's blue, it's blue. I don't know. Like the blue pill. Viagra. Yeah, I could totally do that, except for it's for business. So we could do the little blue pill for business. And then it just started shooting out of my mouth (laughs) that we had the logo down everything. But I was thinking of course material and like my signature program. I wasn't thinking anything of it. And then like, I think that's a little risque. That's a little much for the signature show. I don't know who would do that. So then when I was doing the podcast, I'm like, well, this is fun, but I want something that's me. And the little blue pill would be a perfect podcast because if you like it great you know come on board if you don't like it don't uh if you want to be just a voyeur and subscribe to the show and never say anything we're good with that and if you want to be you know a flasher and come on the show <laughs> we can do that too. we're good with everyone so that's what we decided to do and it's been a lot of fun and then uh and then 2022 hit and i went oh my god i can't handle what's going on in the university so i started a podcast called happy to offend you which is understanding that just because you're offended doesn't mean you're going to die. And in fact, if you understand why somebody's not offended by the things they've said, we can actually create better connections and, and communication. So in that show, I want to interview people like club owners and comedians and drag queens and Irish redheads and just people that just naturally offend other people by existing and uh, creating better connections with everybody. And so far, that one's been a blast too. And then because I have so much sass, I got invited to be part of the Bad Girls on Business, which is uh, three of us co-host the show. And it is the only podcast that is safe, sane, and consensual. We will be as nice, naughty, or kinky as our guests require. And uh, we talk about business and all sorts of fun and our heads in the gutter and it just works well. Michelle, I want to say this is incredible. For what? I don't know how you do five. This is this is awesome. Good on you. Yeah, I can tell you love it. Uh, Team and yeah. automation. That's how I do that. Yeah. Uh, but back to the Blue Pill business podcast. Mm-hmm. My gosh, I mean, that's catchy. So like when you right. were thinking, when you were doing it, you're like, mm, is this like, is this, is this right? Well, I feel like it would have blown up because it's so catchy. Like you know, right. everyone's going to, I feel like it, everyone would want to tune into that because of the title itself, you know? Right. Well, I hope so. And that's why we're there. And uh, well, and it was also at a time when I had put out a, an opt-in called busy as bullshit. And one of my best affiliate partners said, I'm never putting that out in front of my audience. And went, Oh, okay. Well, one, <laughs> don't talk to me again because if you can't handle that word you're not gonna know anything else I right so it's that not a good not fit then <laughs> don't think that'll I'm be a okay. fit today <laughs> <laughs> and moving on um so yeah, yeah everybody loves the title and just 
it hasn't kind of quite got there. I had an awesome interview the other day with, uh, with a guy and he goes, okay, during that break, cause he kind of lost it and he had to go and laugh. And I said, well, he's gone to pad a room to go and clean up right now. So he'll be back in a little bit. He goes, Oh my God, you totally have to get a hold of Pfizer and see if they'll, um, support the show. So of course I put out a call to go, Hey, just want to talk to your marketing department. And so we'll see if, if it comes back. They'll either sue me for sponsor. I, I love it. I Wouldn't that be so cool if they were like a sponsor or something? Right? Well, that'd be perfect. I would totally Oh my that. gosh. Well, I love every minute of this. This is great. And like you mentioned, busy is bullshit. A hundred percent stand behind you on that. Busy is bullshit. It is such bullshit because we get our we get ego in the way and it's like, oh, I have to do, it's easier for me to just do it than this train somebody else. No, you do it once you record it and then you put it on your, you know, your onboarding or your, here's the videos. If you don't understand how to do this, this is how you do it. You organize those video files so that whoever's doing the job can go in watch it and, and learn on their own time. Yeah. We are all about how do you streamline your business, make it as simple as possible for everybody involved and especially your clients, because what often happens is we make things simple for us, but super difficult for our clients to be able to come in and buy the thing. And it's like, why would you do that? Like right now, free, free advice for anybody that has a website. You do not need a home button in your menu because your logo should click to your home. Click the logo every single time. Mm -hmm. So that cleans up your menu. And now the next thing in line is where your products go. If I want to buy something from you, that's where I want to go. That's your most expensive real estate on your webpage. That is your park Avenue right there, that first uh, link. So that's where all your products go that people are going to pay for. And then they go all the way over to the right to contact us and log in are always the ones on the right-hand side so that your repeat customers can go in and find you. But you want to be able to, when I say, hey, I want to go and join this course, how do I do it? I should intuitively know that that's where I go and get it, regardless of what your site looks like, regardless of anything else. You want to make it easy for your clients to give you money. hundred percent. Simplify the process. Um, so let's dive into, you know, a little bit about, uh, and I know we touched a little bit on everything, but um, <laughs> let's really dive into, you know, making sense of online marketing. Oh, online marketing is so much fun. So the biggest problem I see people doing is again, that they're doing it from their perspective out. They know what they want to sell. They know what their uh, objectives are, but they're not looking at it from their client's perspective. So you want to look at what we call your client's ideal journey. And sometimes your client's ideal journey is they just want to give you money and get it over with. <laughs> they don't want a mm -hmm. whole lot of stuff in between it. And that's totally cool. That makes your life even easier. You don't have to have a you know, tripwire and an online course and a this and a that. Some people do, and that's great. And we'll show you how to build those things out. But when it comes to understanding your client, one, you really want to interview them. You want to interview the people that are already paying you money because their opinion is really the only opinion on the planet that matters. It's what did it take to get you to spend money on my thing? And what would it take to get you to recommend your friends <laughs> spending their money on the thing that we do? And and it doesn't matter if you're selling widgets or software or Christmas trees. It just doesn't matter what it is. Being able to do that will help you in your marketing because when people go online to go and search for something, they will search for it according to their pain points, their challenges, the exhilaration that they want to have, the experiences they want to have. 
But obviously, if I go in looking for a Rolex, I'm not really going into, oh, what time is it? Nobody with a Rolex cares what time it is, period. (laughs) It's whatever time they say it is. (laughs) And you got to know that they're not buying time. They're not buying a time. So what is it that your ideal client is looking for from you? And how do you deliver that at the best price point for you and them? And a lot of people don't realize too, that the best price point for them isn't necessarily the cheapest. You may think that when you go and buy things, but in all honesty, sometimes you don't want the cheapest thing. I don't want the cheapest, whatever is out there, because sometimes I want the best that's out there. I want to pay more. And when I see that price point, I can assess, you know, is this Walmart and McDonald's or is this Dom Perignon and whatever you want to know who your audience is. And I'm not going to pay $2.95 for a lobster meal ever in my life. (laughs) Like, nope, no, I don't know what's in there. And I don't want to know what's in there. And it could be a $28 lobster, right? But that you put it on sale thinking, hey, this is going to be fantastic. And it's not. So that is really the conundrum. And then you want to understand that your complexity as business owner, how does that translate into your business backend of, I just need a landing page. No, you don't just need anything. <laughs> you need an opt-in. You need the information to go somewhere. You need a shopping cart attached to that. You need to know, you know, when they put in their, their name and number and their credit card, does that go into somebody else's server? Does that go into your server? Are you responsible for right. that data? What kind of data? Can you cross market, upsell, downsell to that individual, which all again feeds into your marketing of the long-term because a lot of people are really short-sighted right now. And they're thinking, I just got to get a customer and then they drop them. And the cost of acquisition of a client is your highest cost, period, is getting that client in the first place. So if you're just dropping them and you're not upselling, cross-selling, downselling, nurturing that relationship, uh, then you're missing out immensely. 100%. I think the relationship is one of the most important parts. I mean, like you said, if you just drop them, I mean, this could be someone who can bring you down the road, tons of great referrals, anything else. And you really need to nurture, uh, nurture that relationship. Even if it's not a fit for you and you don't end up working with them, stay connected, you know, don't just drop them. Exactly. Now let's talk a little bit about, um, why business automation is not just for it companies anymore. Yeah. So for those that aren't in the know, there is this thing called SaaS, which is software as a service. And it basically means that once upon a time, we took a CD, we put it in a machine, we uploaded a piece of software and it became housed on our computer so that we could use it um, locally. And it was usually faster that we could uh, get the thing done that we needed to, to do. Today, almost no software is like that. It's all software as a service. It's all based on cloud servers Mm -hmm. somewhere. And we log into something, which is why there's so many, um, you know, laptops and things that don't really have a C drive. They just, or a hard drive. You just need a browser window because that's really where you're doing the majority of your uh, work anyways. So these companies for the last, let's call it 20 years, have perfected their ability to do digital sales because that's the only place they've done their sales. They didn't put out a sign anywhere. They didn't (laughs) market. It was all 100% online. And for the most part, they built their companies with backing and financing, which meant that they had a lot of money to be able to put into marketing research 
and how do we sell this and which ones are better? And that's where the whole AB split testing came from. And that's where the whole, you know, funnels and all that kind of fun jazz came from. So computer companies have mastered the online sales world. And now businesses are taking those best practices and applying them. A lot of the big names in, um, let's put it, the speakers, the authors, the trainers, those kind of people have taken it on and kind of melded it for that audience. And now you're starting to see a trend in taking that information and using it for the bricks and mortar companies. And how do you use the best practices of what was a tech company for a painter, for an electrician, for a lawyer and a dentist and being able to use those best practices in a way that is actually working phenomenally well. So companies that aren't buying into that, um, the online marketing of their businesses are missing out immensely because it's not just a spaghetti marketing of let's throw this against the wall and see what sticks anymore. It's there are definite best practices and certain things still work phenomenally well, although the nuances may change based on market changes. Right. Interesting. Now, why would you say outsource your marketing automation? What <laughs> are the benefits? Of, and I so, was going to, but we might diving into that a bit deeper, just so we can have everyone understand the importance of it. Absolutely. So because there are best practices out there and things that we know work, there are certain price points that people are just used to. So when I said, Hey, get rid of your home button on your, on your menu. It's because mm -hmm. people are used to doing things a certain way when they go onto a computer, right? Amazon right. has made certain aspects of buying online, kind of the expected way to do it now. And, and they did it because SAS did the way they did it. So it's this kind of roundabout of creating expectations. So that when people go onto a website, there's certain things that they're looking for, certain price points they're looking for, for what they're going to be spending, there's certain ways of saying things that they're going to be looking for. And it's not just, hey, this is the way I want to set this up. And I think this looks really pretty. And it's like, yeah, that's great. But you're not taking into account the psychology of what somebody's expecting when they come to your website. And you really want to know that. And you can't, no offense, but you can't hire your nephew to figure that stuff out. He might be <laughs> awesome at tech, and I'm sure he is. And, you know, hire some outsource experienced help and you know maybe throw in some training for him and go hey can you get him to do some of the stuff for me so that we can make his mom happy right. awesome we can totally do that <laughs> but, right but you want but you don't want updated. to depend. yeah yeah you, you want you, the most updated person who is really understanding the best way to go about doing it like i i can't stand when websites are confusing and just too much stuff in there like simplify it <laughs> and anybody that is a uh, professional, you know, somebody that's a lawyer, an engineer, a doctor, if they're writing their own content, it's going to be really text laden and really info <laughs> heavy. And meanwhile, right. everybody's looking at it going, that's what I'm looking for. And I would just really want some, something simplified. And it comes down to like, we don't know what we don't know. And I totally right. get that. And the best practices have always been, you know, the Jay Abrahams of the world have always said, you know, hire experts and get them to do it. The problem was experts can be really expensive. But since 
the lockdown hit, the experts have gone into this thing called fractional um, services, meaning that you can get a CIO that would normally charge $300,000. You can hire them for an hour and just say, hey, just need to pick your brain. What do you think about this? And that it, then it becomes very affordable to be able to get that level of experience for the amount of time that you need them. So what we've done is brought in either CMO, Brad, the CIO, and our team to be able to look at your business, go through it all, assess where you're at, what's the technology that you're using, what are you trying to accomplish in the long run, what are your five-year goals, how do you really want to build this out, and be able to build a structure for you that not only makes sense to you and you're like, that you get your buy-in because obviously it's your business, you have to have <laughs> the wherewithal to do that, but that you can actually have confidence in that yes, you are actually going to reach your one-year goal, your five-year goals, because you have a solid game plan in place that is based on best practices, not just pray and hope and cross your fingers. I 100% agree with that. <laughs> it's the way to do it. I mean, it's going to, in the long, long run, it's going to save you so much time. And I mean, it's going to attract way better people to your website and stuff and people that are actually going to enjoy the process, you know, so... <laughs> And it makes so a huge difference that people can can enjoy going to your website and getting what they want, because if they go and they're not getting the information that they're looking for, they're going to leave. If they go and they get a bunch of information that's not pertinent to what they're looking for, they're going to leave. I mean, I can't tell you how many times somebody's put out and it can be as simple as, you know, they have an outfit, they have an ad for it. You click on it, you go to the page, that outfit's not there, bounce off. 100%. Like, ah, we didn't update that picture. Oh, I've no, been that person, you know, you want to, yeah, you don't right. want that. And you, you, yeah, I agree with that. And, and the, so, these little itty bitty things you're like, oh, it's so insignificant. And it's like, yeah, kind of to you. But <laughs> it makes down. a difference. It makes a huge difference. <laughs> Trust and, the expert. <laughs> right. And then when it comes to, you know, if they, if they do put some stuff in their shopping cart, do you have the ability to be able to retarget those people? Do you have the do you still have their name and email or some way of getting a hold of them? And do you know how your tech is actually working to be able to get a hold of the people that have shown some interest but didn't buy in the end? And all of that becomes you know, one of those things that you can do that. Like, yeah, you can do that. <laughs> you need to do that, actually. You have to start that right now. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, interesting. Well, thanks for sharing all that valuable information. That's huge. It's huge. Now, do you mind diving into a little bit more about the, the business ownership podcast? Now, how does that directly tie into your, or does it tie into your business? Uh, it actually doesn't really directly tie into mm -hmm. it. Um, my goal for that one is just to help entrepreneurs to, to get the information that they need in a concise way that they can grow their businesses. Because in my experience of growing my business, one, my first <laughs> foray into the businesses was meeting with the BDC and they're going, oh, how much do you expect to make in revenue this year? And like, I don't know. Why would I know? I've never run a business before. And they're like, well, you bought a business. So what did they do? I'm like, I don't know if we got their financials and I don't know if I could read their financials if we got them. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, it was all a really big mystery that I'm going, oh, I don't get this. And I just really want to shorten that learning curve for everybody. They should never have to go through. I mean, they should absolutely go through that meeting, but go through it with 
the information that they need to be able to have a solid business plan to be able to have some reassurance of, oh yeah, I could totally do this. And, and this is the way it's going down. Not because you've run a business before, but because the information is there, all the information is there. It's how do you sift through it? How do you get to what you need when you need it and be able to just make that path as straight and uh, easy as possible. Cause it's not going to be. <laughs> No, it's not it's not an easy process but like that's where you guys step in and you can help them make it a lot simpler right so yeah we need things simple I I, I agree with that 100 it's just too much when you know you you want to make it duplicatable too for the future for them right so they can continue to do it as well so tell me a little bit about your client acquisition what is your strategy for that Ours is mostly on referral um, because we are dealing nice. with a substantial um, product that people are are wanting, right? It's, you don't usually just go, hey, I'm going to buy that off the internet and see whether or not it works. <laughs> I'm going to change my entire backend system, uh, you know, based right. on this half hour webinar that I just watched. It's not going to work that way. Um, however, we do have webinars and things so that people can get educated and see how they can improve their tech, how they can, how their tax tech stack fundamentally affects their business. A lot of businesses will go to their front end staff and go, Hey, what do you guys want to use? Which is a terrible question to ask your front end staff. Don't ever ask your front end staff that um, because they want their job to be as easy as possible. But that doesn't mean that you're running your business as effectively as possible. And it's your job to be the leader in that decision-making process to go, okay, where do we want the company to go? What, how do we want it to function? And how do we get it to where we want to go? And by the way, we're having training starting next week. <laughs> this new program. That's your job. That's, that's the fun of being the business owner. So when it comes to our business acquisition, we are having conversations with the business owners. What, what issues are you having right now? What are you starting to notice? Are you losing clients? Are you losing staff? Um, are you losing leads? Are you losing money? What's, what's the issues that happen? And oftentimes, if somebody has what I love to call Frankenware in place, and don't get me wrong, I started Frankenware. I had a love-hate relationship with Frank. The problem with Frank is that every time somebody does an update or things like that, all of a sudden the system breaks. Frank pops an eye, loses a lamb. Yeah, it just doesn't work so well. So we know when we go into a business that as soon as you start losing things in your business, it's usually based on you can go back to your tech stack and go, yeah, that's the issue. And let's look at kind of what's not working the way you want it to and start from there and then build the system up. It's kind of like your skeleton. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. So you find that basically figure out where the pain points are, the challenges are and offer that solution. And that's how it works out. Then get referrals from these people, these clients and stuff like that after knowing that they can, they know, like, and trust you. Right. So. Exactly. Yeah. And Huge. it's, and it's knowing it's being able to have a conversation with somebody and getting the answers that you need and then going, yeah, your name, do I want to do this? Because for somebody to spend, you know, and it's not even sometimes money, like for them to go, Hey, it's 50 grand to do this for the, for the year. Some people are going great. That's awesome. <laughs> so it's going to take this is please take my problems. If away you're going to take <laughs> exactly. You're taking care of the problem. The, the cost doesn't matter anymore with the right good exactly. people, right? So, but it, it's still a big decision and, and mm -hmm. it is a, a fundamental business decision. So we have to sit down with them and, and figure that out 
where they want to go and what they want to do with it. And some are yes, some are no, that's totally cool. Uh, we are definitely not for everybody. It's a matter of just kind of figuring out um, how they operate and and how we can jive together. 100% and to see if it's the fit for the both of you. Yeah. Amazing. Now, what about the guests that you bring on your show? Do you personally reach out to them or how do you attract them to your show to get these you know, powerful people on there? Yeah, absolutely. So it's been a lot of fun because the Business Ownership Podcast, we have uh, oftentimes is because I meet people and I go, oh my God, that's awesome. Do you want to be on my podcast? I would love to have you, uh, which is why I usually have a ton of fun on my on my interviews because <laughs> I have handpicked them. And then, for right. seven, and then for seven to eight, it has become kind of viral within the community because somebody will come on and they're like, oh my God, that was the most fun I've ever had doing a podcast. I'm like, awesome. Do you know anybody else that's in that position? Uh, and then I get, you know, even if it's one or two referrals from them, that grows the show. And uh, we have some epic interviews for that show. And, and it's just a ton of fun. And, and anybody can learn from it because we go back to when you started, what was going on for you and what was the sludge that you were going through. And then now, so we want to help people to be, understand where they're at in any stage of the business and how do we get to the next level? I love it. And like asking them after like who, who might out, who is another good fit who could come on our show and, and do the same thing. I mean, after coming on your show, having a rock star experience, they're more than likely to send as many referrals as they know to go on like the show. This. Right? I'm so. going to go, Hey, who do you know that has blue hair that might want to come on the little blue pill? <laughs> there we go. <laughs> oh my goodness. I love this. This is great. Do you um happen to monetize your podcast? Any of them that you have any of the five? <laughs> we well it, define monetize. So yes, and uh, so we do have options for people if they want to if they want to sponsor a show, if they want to speed up their show because we have like sixty shows in the bucket. We do three shows of the business ownership podcast a week. Um, so if they have something that they want to drop sooner, um, they have that option to be able to fast forward and jump the line, get their show off earlier. There's like three or four different things that they can do to um, to help them boost their marketing on that. Um, for the most part, our shows are sponsored by Awareness Strategies and helping them get their tech and understanding out so that um, so that that becomes the referral process, if you will. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, that one Absolutely. works great for the little blue pill and and happy to defend you. Those are just my love children and. Uh, I, you know, I'm supposed to love all my children equally, but I love them more. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Too funny. Well, you know, I can't wait to check out those other podcasts as well. Um, I, I wasn't, um, aware of the blue pill one. So I'm going to go dive right in. I mean, after we jump off here today, uh, and I'm looking forward to it. So super happy you shared that. Now I know we're getting really close to the end of the episode, but I do have one other question, you know, what is your biggest focus and desire for 2023 within the podcast, maybe within the business? Tell me a little bit about that. Absolutely. So my focus for, uh, 2023 is guesting on other shows and, doing live speaking again. So I'm super stoked that my wings are no longer being clipped and I'm waiting for my flight wings to grow back so that we can start flying around again. Yeah. Love it. So much fun. And uh, yeah, I want to get on back on live stages again and 
uh, all that kind of fun stuff and get people aware. Because one other thing is that in Canada, we are certified digital adoption um, advisors through the Canadian government. So they have a program called the Canadian Digital Advisor Program. And because we're certified advisors for that, they can qualify to get their roadmap done, that five-year business plan that I was talking about. They can get up to a $15,000 grant to pay for that so that businesses can get those plans in their hands and grow their businesses. And then the BDC has the option of uh, up to $100,000 interest-free loan to be able to implement it for it. So lots of exciting wow. things coming up. And uh, yeah, we want to get the word out. Love it. This is amazing. Well, Michelle, thank you so much for coming on here and adding mm -hmm. so much value, but also having a lot of fun with it. You know, this is the beautiful part about podcasting. These guests that come on and just can make people's days. I mean, you made my day. So I, this is incredible. And I love what you're awesome. doing. It's exciting to hear that you're going to be back on those stages again and doing lives and then also being a guest on other shows too. Super exciting for 2023. It is. Amazing. So Michelle, hey, before we jump off, if anyone's looking to connect with you and the services that you have to offer, what would be the best way to go ahead and, and reach out and connect? Can I give your guests a gift? hundred percent. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank <Nice>. you. <laughs> so we have a website audit for them and it's about a 40, 50 page report, depending on the size of their website. They can go in there. It'll, it does take about 15, 20 minutes to get the report back because we the system is actually scraping your website and it'll come back with your green lights, your yellow lights, and your red lights. Your green lights are where the Google gods are giving you traffic to your site. Yay. Pat yourself on the back. That's awesome. Yellow lights, they are slowing your traffic down. It usually has something to do with your copy or the design of your page. Uh, length of loading time is a big one right now. Um, and you want people to stay on your website longer. So if people are bouncing off your site really quickly, Google will actually slow down the amount of traffic it sends to your site kind of wondering why people are jumping off so fast. And you'll have a red light and that's where Google is stopping your traffic. If you have any of those, it usually has to do with acronyms like SSLs and DMARCs and fun stuff, which is why at the end of that report, I also put a link to me so we can go over a, a half hour appointment to go over the report, what it means in English, <laughs> how you can give that <laughs> and get them to fix that. So that's a $500 value for that report. Plus you get a half hour of my time that we can strategize with you. And all you have to do is go to awarenessstrategies.com slash website dash audit, and you will get that for free. Wow, Michelle, thank you so much. That is huge to give, you know, anyone listening the opportunity up to $500 in value of a gift to help them with their websites. And then also on top of that, a meeting with you. So thank you so much. This has been an absolute pleasure. You guys reach out to Michelle. She knows what she's talking about and she can help you a lot. So thank you again for coming on and, uh, you know, making a difference today. Well, thank and you. every other day. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're welcome. Group, if you enjoyed, please like and subscribe. If you're a six-figure entrepreneur or higher and want to come on just like Michelle did today to talk about your podcast or podcast aka the, the little blue pill, Michelle, <laughs> um, and uh, talk about your business podcast and story, please go to top100interview.com. I'd love to have you on as well. Thanks so much, Michelle. Thanks, guys. Catch you in the next Bye. one. 
Hey everyone, I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free. One, check out my video on how we're building a pipeline that produces 30 plus prime sales calls every single week using podcast setters and a basic interview funnel. And this is actually how I was able to quit social media forever. You can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash setters. Two, if you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast, we actually want to interview you on one of our top 100 shows. Head to top100interview.com and then three, download our podcast closing formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition without relying on paid advertising or social media by building out podcast sales teams. Now, if you want help turning your podcast into a high ticket client acquisition machine, then book a call with our team to see how we can help. Go to podcastrebels.com forward slash chat. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next interview.